0: Hello, everyone. I'm Jenny. Welcome to Hyphenated, a podcast about living in the hyphen. And today, I have a very special guest, the mystery primo of all of my videos. (laughs) His name is Kevin Bosch, and he's my producing partner, and also happens to be the producer of Hyphenated, the podcast. What does Kevin not do? Tell us, Kevin.
1: (laughs) Uh, Actually, I'm I'm a set of triplets, and we all just... (laughs) use the same name and try to get as much done.
0: Naturally, there's going to be people that might still not know that Joanna and I were first and foremost online comedy content creators so for a quick background i've been doing online content creation now for over 10 years because i started back when i was in miami you know i moved to la and i started making sketch comedy videos for a living whether it was at buzzfeed or we are me too or right now on my own platforms so kevin and i go way back because we knew each other from our miami days and when he eventually moved to la it felt like a puzzle piece that was missing from my production because i had just gone off on my own i stopped working at me too and so it was a very scary fucking time for me Mm -hmm. and so it kevin almost came at the right time
1: i moved here because of jenny like i knew jenny and she was doing stuff in miami and i was very impressed and she's like i'm moving to la she was the first person that moved to la that i knew of who like i actually felt like she was going to do something and then she got here and she was doing stuff and i was like Oh my god why haven't i done this and i talked to her a lot i would i would message her on facebook and stuff and she would be like just move here there's work here there's there's stuff here and i did and i just knew that jenny was gonna go places i just started offering to help on her shoots and uh and it just worked it just clicked
0: it was just like someone who understood what i fucking did who understood the humor who could who was really able to grasp my characters and is from miami is latino you know was just like perfect. And then I I didn't even realize, I'm like, damn, Kevin's a really good writer. And so Kevin and I now write most of the sketches together. He co-directs with me I still feel like he does more of the directing, but...
1: I'm directing your vision. He dir- you have yes. a vision, and I, I make sure your vision is seen.
0: And then many times Kevin also runs sound, and lately he's been shooting a lot of the videos that you've been seeing.
1: And sometimes I'll put on the wig and I'll play some of the characters. It might You might not be able to tell.
0: <laughs> sometimes his hand will double.
1: I am sometimes Boilers hands, which is weird when I watch it now. <laughs> like The th- fun things the-
0: that no one notices. Yeah. We've been working together for years on this Abuela's Family web series. Yeah. And I know a lot of people would probably like to hear about our process and go more in depth regarding the family and these characters.
1: Yeah, I think that it's been a very interesting process from when it started to where it is now. And even, even just calling it Abuela's Family, that's something we came up with like a year ago. And we kind of like retroactively renamed the whole series of sketches that because it didn't really have a name. Yeah. There was a moment when you first started doing your own stuff where I was like, oh, this is just going to be more of the same stuff from like BuzzFeed and Me Too, which is great. Great stuff. But it was going to be like Mm -hmm. parodies and short sketches and moment inventory. And then at some point, the characters were just so strong that we just started writing them as a series And it eventually became what it is now, which is, we refer to it as a web series, even though it's a bunch of sketches. You can watch them in a certain order and get a whole story over the last four years now of these characters' lives.
0: I know other people call it the Jenny Cinematic Universe or whatever, because there's just so many characters at this point. And not just the ones that I play, but also... That you know, you're you're a part of the character universe. My mm-hmm. husband, a bunch of my good friends. So it expands beyond just myself, and so it, it it's getting a little out of control, <laughs> in yeah. a good way.
1: I think it's interesting how people refer to it as that because they did start as separate characters. They all started separately. You created most of them to be separate things. It started with Abuela, right?
0: Yeah, Abuela was the one and only for many years, especially when I brought her onto BuzzFeed. And she was in a bunch of Beto-like videos and even before pedal like
1: I remember back in the day when you were still in Miami and you were doing the the web show Geekasm. That's where Abuela started. She was Miami's superhero and she had a little mask, a little costume, but it was Abuela. It was Abuela the way we know her now. And I always think of it how like everybody knows the Blues Brothers. The dark Suits, you know, they're musicians. And the first time they ever appeared on SNL, they were actually giant bees that played blues. And then it was a hit, but then later they brought them back to be just normal Blues musicians. Yeah, I always thought that was really fun that Abuela started as a superhero abuela, you know?
0: Yeah. Abuela was already a character that I had previously owned. So I was able to bring her to BuzzFeed, take her with me after BuzzFeed, bring her over to Me Too, take her with me after Me Too. But I didn't develop any other characters while I was at these companies. Yeah. For the exception of Flor, who she had no name at the time. I was at Me Too and I decided to make a Christmas video called Latina Moms during the holidays. And it was just like this really intense, high-strung Latina mom who just loses her shit prepping the house before guests come over. It did very well. It went massively viral. And surprisingly, the execs at the time of Me Too, by the time I left, they allowed me to keep her. Because that was one of the things I requested. Can I keep this character? Mm-hmm. This no-name character. And they were gracious enough to let me keep her. But overall, I was usually very careful about bringing other new characters, especially to a platform like BuzzFeed, because yeah. I was afraid they would keep them. I was uh, studying at the Groundlings at the time, and even my teachers there were like, no, keep those characters to yourself. Yeah. Put that on your own platforms. Don't let these people take it.
1: And then I feel that you do different versions of Abuela in a way. Like sometimes she had darker hair, sometimes she was a little younger, sometimes she was a little older. And I always felt like Crazy Latina Mom was like younger version of Abuela. And it wasn't until later on that you defined her as a totally separate character.
0: Yeah, I had a hard time because she sounded too much like Abuela. So if you hear her, how she sounds in the first video she ever came out in, it sounds more generic. And now, look, I'm going to be honest, she sounds a little Russian. I don't give a fuck. She has a weird fucking accent. It's not meant to be like the most accurately Cuban accent. She talk like this, and they say how I talk, Benita, Benita, stop it. And it's just this weird hybrid Cuban Russian sounding shit. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I find it funny because it's just her voice is so weird, and it helps differentiate her yeah from abuela's voice because she also has this like deep powerful voice like abuela's mm-hmm. obviously with abuela i learned to age her voice more so it's more raspy and fragile sounding but it's still pretty deep and it's these little details that matter to me you know I,
1: I, but i do think that you've done a really really good job with all the characters you play in that they do have very unique voices and with with flor I know it's the joke now between us is people say that she sounds Transylvanian, she sounds Russian, she sounds like Count Dracula. <laughs> but you you knew somebody in Miami that sounded like that? Was that it or was that a totally like whole cloth thing that you invented?
0: I think it was more so an invention, but I'm fairly certain. I know people do sound like that. And actually yeah. people were defensive in the comments and they're like, no, my aunt talks like that. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, an accent can is not just... It could be anything. It can be anything. You could be like raised in France and then end up living in South Africa. Like yeah. you're going to have a weird accent. So that's just, I see Florida as that.
1: Back in Florida, I knew an older Korean lady, but she's from Jamaica and she has a Jamaican accent. or Or like my mom, my mom you know Colombian lady immigrant she she learned English and if she would go workplaces and let's say she had a lot of like Mexican coworkers or Haitian co-workers her accent would change when she would speak English she would sound a little bit more like the people she worked with and I think that's something that people don't realize about Miami is that it's not cut and dry that no. there are people like it's such a melting pot that you will start talking like other people like you might be colombian but you're not going to necessarily have a colombian accent when you speak english because you have a lot of like for all we know Cl- flor had a bunch of russian co-workers or something i don't know who
0: knows yeah i mean that that does happen and it's still sketch at the end of the day it's still sketch comedy mm-hmm. we're still allowed to be outlandish mm-hmm. about these sorts of things at this point right with like flor and abuela being my first two characters I wanted to start showcasing other characters that were different. And so that's where like Marucci came about. I think <laughs> <laughs> I Marucci is probably one of my favorite characters because she's especially based on a variety of work from home Miami hairdressers that I had growing up. Everything from like the 1985 peluquera aesthetic with like the, the old school 80s art on the wall mm-hmm. and like the, you know, that they still have this 80s haircut that they never changed it's like the Cuban nanny right like the nanny just very outlandish And loud and gossipy. One of my hairdressers had three daughters. When I would come over, one of the kids was bound to come in and be like, Mom, where's my sock? (laughs) Because in her specific space where she did hair were her washer and dryer. (laughs) So, like, I would find, like, a bowl of cereal for, like, a kid left behind. It it just was kind of chaotic, but she was very good at what she did. And so that's kind of when I came up with, like, the Laritza Marucci pairing. Mm -hmm. This single work from home, mom, twice divorced. In this case, just one kid, but it's like that dynamic of like, she's trying to do her hair, her client's hair in the most unprofessional of ways. And Mm -hmm. then her daughter keeps coming in and interrupting.
1: I feel very strongly that Marucci's the linchpin. Like, if you didn't come up with Marucci, we wouldn't have everything else. We wouldn't have all these other characters. Like, if it was just Abuela and Flor and, like, even Gloria, like, it wouldn't have... No. Marucci brings it all together. And that's... that I think that was the sketch where I saw that. Because I was still just kind of helping you. But you were still doing pretty much everything. And you were writing it and directing it and everything. And then you had this video you wanted to do about Marucci. And it was this very, like, well-written, thought-out sketch about her and her daughter and El Bene and the client... And and I think that was the moment I was like, oh, I, I want to I wanna keep being part of this. Because this is an amazing sketch. This isn't just BuzzFeed stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, and then those two characters, Marucci's great. You know how I feel about Marucci. Marucci's my favorite. Marucci <laughs> is like Estefan Urkel. Like Jenny shows up dressed <laughs> as Marucci. And I, I'm like, oh my. Oh, okay. Well, whew because like just her whole personality her whole thing is just like it just I don't know there's something so whatever about her
0: I wish I was more like Marucci too she gives no fuck she
1: just has this confidence she has this confidence nobody's gonna walk all over her she's gonna run her business the way she runs it and I think that's very Miami yeah she's the most uh, indicative of like Miami of all the characters in a way all the other characters could probably live somewhere else whereas Marucci is very very much Miami like I'm just gonna open up the salon and yeah my kids are gonna be here whatever I'm gonna cut your hair I'm good at it like that's very much the spirit of like a las patadas but like in a good way yeah let's go back to Laritza because I think that's also a fascinating character that is also very very popular
0: Laritza's very popular which is surprising to me because she's really pesada
1: so where does Laritza come from
0: I feel like it's so interesting how every character has a completely different process for inventing these characters. They all came differently. Mm -hmm. Like Michi was just like, oh fuck, grab a wig. (laughs) Right. And then Marucci was, I even took like a class to try to develop her. And, and I was very like, I knew what I wanted with Marucci. So then with Loretta, even though, yes, like I knew I wanted to bring in a daughter for Marucci based on my hairdresser's daughters, Mm -hmm. her personality is a mix of a ton of shit. First, I mean she's based on like her accent is very Miami. It's the most Miami pesa accent you can think of. But I was actually using that voice for a year or two prior. Cause I used to make these like Disney dubs.
1: That's right. Where
0: I would like voice act for like the Disney princesses and make it super Latino and whatever. And all the princesses talked like Loretta they're like, oh my God bro like I'm gonna be late. Like the clock struck midnight like (laughs) bye like and people those those videos would go viral and so i was like let me give a actual character like a look a wardrobe bring this voice to life and so that's how i combined it with Mm Loritza. and then she's also kind of based on this other character i was developing back in the day when i had my other youtube channel where she's like super into, like, Lisa Frank and rainbows and glitter. It was very random, but people loved the character, though. It was weird. But, yeah, so she's, like, she's a mix of a bunch of things because even though she sounds very Miami and has extreme, like, Miami tendencies, yeah, she is also very fantastical, and she's, like, she's just extra. Like, I mean, look at her mm-hmm. mom, right? She just loves, like, r- unicorns and glitter and, like, omigalingo. Oh, but she's super pesada, and she and her mom fight all the time. But they clearly love each other. So like the dynamic of them roasting each other really works for me because. Yes. Some of my favorite sitcoms growing up are like *Fresh Prince of Bel Air*, Martin, and like the funniest parts of those shows was when they would roast each other. Yeah. When Will would roast Carlton and and or Uncle Phil, and then like Martin would roast Pam, and they'd be like, "Tommy, you ain't got no job," and "Co," you know. <laughs> but you but you can tell they still really loved each other, and it was like that great dynamic, and. Yes. Which. I, I thought was brilliant, because it's it's very real, it's very grounded, you you see their flaws, and it's not some like perfect family, you know what I mean? That's like, we all get along so well. And I also want to make sure that we're not just one note, that my audience sees that they do love each other, and mm-hmm. they don't hate each other.
1: I think the one of the my favorite things about Loritz, um, and you kind of said this, is the dichotomy of her personality is if you meet a girl in Miami that sounds like Laritza, she doesn't act like Laritza. She's going to be kind of like prissy and kind of stuck up and like, I did this. And, that. and then, then you have Laritza be into like weird stuff. She's into like nostalgia stuff. Like she's not the popular girl at school. Like she sounds that way, but I think she's also, she's both these elements. Like she sounds a certain yeah, way. she's and weird. She, and she behaves another way. And I think mm-hmm. that if, if Laritza was just straight up like a stuck up Miami girl, it wouldn't have been as much fun. And, no, absolutely yeah, not. And I think that's why that character has resonated with, with kids in particular, because she has a fun yeah. voice, but she's also, like, a kid. Like, she's in her 20s, but she actually like she's a teenager. And I think that that's, that's probably the, one of the best things about that character. Yeah. Then Gloria came in.
0: Oh, boy. And that,
1: that Gloria, <laughs> that when your Shady Aunt visits, that's, I think, still one of your highest-rated videos. It's one of the
0: highest-viewed yes, videos. Yes, yes.
1: And it's really good. It's really well-made. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about where Gloria came from?
0: Gloria was actually mentioned in the very first video that Flor appeared in, the Latina Moms for the Holidays. Okay. She's like, Niños, levántate a limpiar porque tu tía Gloria is coming, and you know she likes to talk shit. That's one of the first lines that Flor says panicking. And then at the end she starts talking about how like, you know, you know your tia is always dressed to the nines and seeks c- secrela muy muy y aquí estoy con las medias de Target. <laughs> so everyone has a tia Gloria, whether it's your madrina, your tia, some woman figure in your family, even in, in your mom's friend circles perhaps. Mm-hmm. There's always this like guana arrepentida. <laughs> And we kind of just grew up sometimes around certain people in our family circles who just thought they were better than everyone. They were always comparing you to like, well oh, what school their kid went to and what grades and what, what college they got accepted to and what car so-and-so drives. And it was a lot of competing and one-upping, just putting on a facade. So I think she's not necessarily based on anybody specific. Yeah. There is someone from my family that... there's some things about her like I don't want to name names but there was a line once I think it was in that very video where you get a surprise visit by your shady aunt this happened once with someone in my family they came to visit our new house keep in mind we've never owned a house like my parents always rented but it was still a nice house in Westchester we had a pool Mm -hmm. you know and she walks into the house and like she couldn't compliment the goddamn house yeah she was like it's very cute it smells weird like they don't like they don't know how to like i'm like and you can tell she was jealous even though she owned a house but like they have so much envidia like these are the type of women that you put an asavache for like you, you give you, you put an asavache on el your kids to avoid an mal de ojo from women like this
1: i think what's interesting because now we have the, the three main sisters We have maruchi flor and Gloria, those are the three tias, you know? And then we figured out who's the oldest and who's the youngest and what the dynamic is. But in reality, those three women would not be sisters. They probably would not come from the same household. Gloria's sisters in real life would probably be other Gloria's and Marucci's sisters would be other Marucci's. So I think it's it's neat that we kind of put them in together. There was a video where Larissa had to deal with her shady aunt, so we immediately made Gloria Marucci's sister, which wasn't always the plan with these characters. And then later... That we want to do a sleepover video. We said, oh, let's use this this crazy Latina mom character and have her off screen kids ask her. And then she was supposed to call Marucci. And Marucci was in her sister. She's like, oh, my kid's staying over at your house or something like that. And somehow that whole sketch got turned around and upside down, and we weren't able to shoot what we wanted to shoot. And we just ended up saying, what if you dress up like a little kid?
0: Yep. And I just grabbed a random wig mm-hmm. and glasses. And I was in a bad mood that day mm-hmm. because I think I was already. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin's like, mm hmm. This is pre Prozac, Jenny. I have so many stories about pre Prozac, Jenny. <laughs> I was just so exhausted, yes. and and I, we had already we had just filmed something else.
1: Yes, I think so. And
0: I I didn't feel like this was gonna do well. I just didn't think it was gonna do well. I'm like, oh, oh my god.
1: It was a last minute change, and I think we didn't even write the sketch. I think we just conceived it, and we we're like what if it's just the kid asking her but we wanted to make it so that it wasn't just an off-screen kid like it's been in the past it was it was a very stressful day but we knew it was a good topic we knew it was going to do well and it is still also to this day one of the most popular videos it's one of the
0: most popular videos which is mind-blowing to me
1: Uh, yeah (laughs) but i mean Uh, it makes
0: sense now watching it mm -hmm. you know that i'm like okay this is very relatable
1: (laughs) We shot out all the floor stuff. And then she goes upstairs and she comes back down in this little bob wig and these little glasses. (coughs) Yeah, like Jenny was not having it. She was like, oh, this isn't good. This isn't whatever. (laughs) And we start filming. She starts performing. And me and Christina, swear to God, me and Christina look at each other. And we knew. We're like, this character is fantastic. From the first (laughs) moment you started doing the little girl voice, it was like, again, another person. All your characters are another person. But we were like, where did this little kid come from? Because I expected to be like, hi, mom, blah, blah, blah. And there's just something about Michi that doesn't make her seem like she's precocious. Which I think that's the thing why I realize now. I hate precocious kids. <laughs> but maybe it's because you were mad that day. But Michi has a little bit of an edge to her. Or a little bit of like <laughs> saviness to her. Where she's like, but why? You know? And I don't know. We Christina and I knew. And then we stopped recording. And you're like, I don't even know if that was good. And, and she and I were like, that was fantastic. We loved this character. We loved it from the beginning. And it was it was something you came up with on that spot that day the voice the glasses the hair was literally you pulled it out of the closet
0: yeah and she's she's really fun for me um because now she's a big part of the family and we we've utilized her in so many different ways and it even helped me because discovering her voice it helped me book a role Mm. on a netflix animated show with her exact voice (laughs) um and it made me realize like, oh, I can, I'm pretty, I can do a pretty believable kid's voice. Yes. Um, And so that helped me <laughs> with that discovery, um, which yeah. was really cool.
1: When you do Michi, you really get into it to the extent of like, like I said, like the times that you dress up as a Abuela, like I tend to interact and direct the, the characters differently. Like I treat Abuela differently and I do Marucci and stuff, but I still see, like I get that there's still you. And then there's this one day recently when we're doing Michi and we're shooting shooting and then you just sat next to me as Michi and you started talking to me about normal stuff. And it was like really confusing to me because I was like, this child is talking to me about adult things. <laughs> because I think with Michi, there's just an extra level of like me kind of just, it's such a different person. Yes. Uh, it's a child. And I don't know, like there's just an extra level to Michi.
0: This leaves us at Laney, who is my goth character.
1: <laughs> yes, now. She's your goth character right now. But when it started... Yeah. Like, she was introduced, like, at the end of the first year of these videos, but she was mentioned at the beginning of that year.
0: It was a running gag. I love I-, I love to do this where, like, we kind of leave the audience hanging time after time, and they're like, it makes them want to know more. So we've done that with various characters, right? And some have not yet to even appear yet. The Gloria, from the very start of the videos that she appeared in, she was always bragging about her daughter, Jess Laney, who was this like pristine Harvard graduate who also teaches kids English in Japan. <laughs> and like <laughs> this outrageous resume just to make her nephews and nieces feel like shit, which a lot of people can relate to. And so she kept mentioning her.
1: But there was always that idea that she was lying, you know, Yes. that we kept going back to.
0: I like tricking the audience sometimes. So.
1: Thea Gloria would talk about all this stuff about her perfect little angel child and the implication was that she wasn't. And I think early on, you and I, the idea was we were going to reveal that she was this really like crazy wild party girl. And then audience members started guessing that. They were like, oh, I bet when we meet Jess Laney, she's going to be this wild child. And we got to the point where like, what if she's not? Yeah. What if she's something else? For a lady like like Gloria, what would be worse than having a wild child? And it would be having like, A child that has a really alternative life like somebody who's goth or emo or like something yeah like like this
0: artsy fartsy eccentric pierced goth yes i was so happy because when we finally revealed her a lot of people like loved her and accepted this character and they were like oh my god that's me I am the black sheep of my family. Mm-hmm. And again, there are alternative Latinos. There are geeky, weird, goth, eccentric, artsy, hipster Latinos. And I'm glad that I brought her on because she's so different from everybody else. And she's very close to who I am. I mean, yes. I, I'm a mix of, a lot of some You're of the characters. The characters. But You're I'm all, all the characters. You're a little bit of like each it. character. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah.
1: I think that the thing that I love the most about uh, Gislaine, when we when we came up with her is that we also made sure that, like, she wasn't a bad person. Mm-mm. That that her mom wasn't lying. She was like, oh, she's studying or she's doing this. Like, she just wasn't being honest about who her daughter was. But, like, we made sure that she was smart, that she's a good student, that she's kind. And you know how in the monsters,
0: mm-hmm. they're all
1: monsters? Mm-hmm. And then the, the niece, Marilyn she's, like, the only quote-unquote normal one, but they all treat her like she's a weirdo. A weirdo, yeah. So I wanted that to be Laney where, like, of all of these characters, she's the most well-adjusted. She's the one that has her shit together. She's studying. She's smart. She, like, is kind. She works. She has friends. And everybody else has all these weird issues, and then she's the most well-adjusted, but they would treat her like she was the outcast. Yeah. And I really like that.
0: She's, She's great.
1: And, of course, we have the characters David plays. We have... Yes. You know, Ezekiel, who's... who's Loretta's um, boyfriend. his boyfriend.
0: And and then Benito, who is, like, fucking brilliant. And it's funny because he's Peruvian-Puerto Rican, but he's playing a Cuban because he's basing this character off of his Puerto Rican aunt's Cuban husband and then my dad. So there's, like, a mix of these two Cuban men.
1: And I do think it's, like, a type of Latino dad that we don't always see. Latino yes. dads on TV are either, like, these hotheads or like these like Bobito or something and then Benito
0: or really sexist and strict yeah
1: yeah it's it's there's a very specific type of latino dad and Benito's just like easygoing incredibly sweet and attentive like he loves his wife he loves his kid he does whatever he can for them he cooks for them
0: honestly it's he's based on my experience because Mm -hmm. in my family my grandma both of my grandmas and my mom all wear the pants they kind of led the pack so i come from a line of women who were like that and the men they took more of a backseat. of all the people that i usually laugh my ass off with is is with david and with laura yeah when she plays midda It brings me so much joy to work with so many funny people because when I'm editing the videos, me meo de la risa. Like, and that's when I know I'm like, I love what I do. I'm glad we did this. I love these people. You're stronger in numbers. Like, I Mm -hmm. could choose to just do these characters by myself, yeah, and not bring on other talent, especially other women who are super fucking funny. I'm like, why would I not want to bring on all of these incredible women? Mm -hmm. who are so fucking funny and are going to only make these videos better.
1: It makes you funnier. You're funnier with Lourdes. You're funnier with Dani.
0: Absolutely. You're funnier
1: with all these people. You
0: play off one another. Mm -hmm. That same video where we introduced Marucci and Laritza, we also introduced Fidelia. Yes. Who is played by my friend Dani Adaliz. She's Puerto Rican, super funny character actress, has a lot of creative ideas, and the friendship dynamic between Fidelia and Marucci has been fantastic, and people genuinely love their chemistry together as these two, like, chimosas who, quote-unquote, work together.
1: With Fidelia, we also brought in your first character in your in your sketches that wasn't necessarily Cuban. She was very, very much yes. Puerto Rican on purpose, and I think that's another thing about having it set in Miami, that we wanted to make it clear that it's not just, like, one kind, like, she talks a certain way... You know, they they have different words. Her and Marucci have different words for things, um, but that was the start, and I think we've kind of done really well with that, with making sure that all the different cultures, as much as we can, in in Miami, are represented in, in the videos.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad you bring that up because I don't want to be that person who's like, I'm just a white Cuban in Hollywood who's only going to tell white Cuban stories. (laughs) Um, Because that's not the entire experience of Miami. And I feel like if there's any city that that is like such a Latin American and Caribbean melting pot, it's freaking Miami. It just wouldn't be fair and it wouldn't be accurate. I want to be able to showcase, like you're saying, like showcase Miami for what it is, showcase Latinos for who they are beyond just, you know, what you see on TV these days. And so I'm really blessed about the fact that I have a lot of friends who are wonderful actors who come from different parts of Latin America and the Caribbean. Another person who plays Marucci's good friend is played by Cristina Vargas, who's Mexican. We've got Mirta Laura. Who is Venezuelan?
1: And we make sure that the characters they reflect that. We ask yes. the actors, like, what would a Venezuelan or what would a Mexican say in this in this case. And I think that I think it, it helps them too, because a lot of I mean, I'm not an actor, but you guys have that experience of going in and auditioning or getting roles, and then people trying to tell you what a Cuban sounds like or, or tell yeah, which
0: is ridiculous. And in también now we have newer characters like like Henry, who plays Hector. Mm-hmm. Um in our videos, and he's an Afro-Latino Nicaraguan. And he's also queer. So there's so many wonderful, heartfelt comments from queer Nicaraguans who -hmm. were like, I feel so seen. And it makes me wanna cry because I'm like, thank God for the internet, right? Because I just don't think mainstream media is still doing its job (laughs) at representing. And it's because again, they think one Latinx, or like one Latino story is enough. Yeah. To cover all of them, and so then you've got like people like these queer Nicaraguan kids who are commenting on these YouTube videos, going, "My God, (laughs) I've never seen myself on on anything."
1: The thing is that it's not like you know we hear people saying that like oh representation and we have to bring this but in reality it's it's not like a chore. No. The more we do it, the better it is. Like literally, like the fact that we brought Henry on it just he's it opened amazing. up it opened up the world like he's great but also like he has like without him we wouldn't have had that whole tamale off in the last episode you know if, if we have like asian latino on the on the videos then we are like well what do they do what do they say what are they thinking how can we have you know how can we have a well interact with them how can we have what would be a funny thing so it's not i think a lot of people in the mainstream see it as a problem I'm like oh now we got to include all these people and it's to us it's like this is great. This is more material. Otherwise, we're just going to be writing the same jokes over and over again. So I think it's a plus. I don't know why everybody, people yeah. are against it, you know?
0: Y tampoco, you know, quiero, I don't want people to look at it and go, oh, Jenny's just trying to check a bunch of boxes because that's not what it is. In all of my writing, anything that I do, I always try to mix it up because that reflects reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like mix, mixed-race couples and, you know, like er, queer, everything. Jesus, like that's that's literally when people are like, oh the gay agenda i'm like what are you talking about bro <laughs> what are you talking about gay gay agenda first of all i have adhd i've never been able to keep an agenda for more than five days i'm like gay people exist y'all mm-hmm. like we're everywhere queer people are freaking everywhere and 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 people of color are everywhere and like shit so yeah. i'm <laughs> i get really frustrated the so agenda me,
1: is to just exist
0: to agenda is to just reflect reality. Yes. Reflect society in the most authentic way possible. I know any time I've ever interviewed, people are like, well, so what's next? Yeah. <laughs> so what's next, you guys? I mean, honestly, Kevin and I, our dream is to sell a show. Mm-hmm. The goal is to bring Abuela's family in some capacity to television. Yes. Whether it's through live action or animation, that is the ultimate goal because we see how much it has impacted our audience over the past seven years mm-hmm. and i know that it could potentially do well on television um so
1: but yeah i think that one of the things i think about when i tell people that i that i work in digital media production or whatever is when we make the Thanksgiving videos or the uh holiday christmas music videos people then the next day they'll they post videos online of like their family watching it during dinner you know on their tv and i realized that like the way that things are so blurred now with tv where like there's movies there's television shows you can put youtube you can put twitch you can put anything on tv there are people out there there are like abuelita out there and moms out there who like every year their kids put on the new jenny lorenzo thanksgiving episode and the moms and the abuelitas and the tios don't even realize it's not a tv show to them, they always see it on TV. To them, they experience it on TV every year. And to them, it's television. Um, That's and that, true. Yeah, that makes me feel kind of nice that like, yeah, well, of course, we want to level up and we want to produce for TV for real. But it doesn't discount the fact that we, in some ways we are already producing for TV, you know?
0: Yeah. No, it's it's very, very, very true. I'm very grateful. And for again, for, for those of you who, who are curious, just go on. I, I think YouTube is probably the best place. Mm-hmm. But again, I post yeah. all my stuff on pretty much every platform you can find me on but youtube is probably the most organized space where you can view my content so it's just youtube.com slash jenny lorenzo
1: yeah and uh, and then for those of you who do follow and watch the videos we have a special treat for you we're gonna finally reveal how primo kevin is related to everybody oh oh no Oh no, we're running out of time.
0: Oh no, you guys, I'm so sorry. I have to
1: put my producer hat on and it's time to end it. Next time, next podcast. Talk to you later.